And I thought it would be fitting in honor of Mother's Day that we, we go to Ephesians 5 and we talk about submission. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm new at this, but I'm not that new. I tell people this is ugly on my face, not stupid. So, uh, um, just kidding. Uh, when I tell you where we are today, it may be even worse than Ephesians 5 to some of us uh, uh, and... and Turn to Proverbs 31, and uh, I want to look today at Proverbs 31, and oftentimes when we look at Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, we think of, it's very easy to be discouraged, and yet my prayer is that we would be encouraged, and I think that's what that's here for. I think if we were to be, we, we would not... We would not say this, but I think in many ways this passage epitomizes all of us, all of you moms, in many ways. And I want to use this passage to, to give honor to you moms. Today is primarily not a day about receiving honor, but today primarily is a day about giving honor. Today really is a day where we say thank you to God for the mother that He gave us, to give honor to our moms for really the essential role that she played in our lives. I think, I, 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 in my own mind, in my own, my mind just wanders places, I almost, I almost think God in His wisdom assigned me to be the leader of our home, just because Karen clearly is the leader of our home in so many ways. And, and, and if we're honest, husbands, so much of what goes on in our home, so much of who we are, so much of what our family is, has so much to do with who our wives are. You know, so much of what, so much of the role of a mom it's so interwoven into our lives, it's so interwoven into our families, it's so interwoven into the fabric of who we are, it, it oftentimes goes unnoticed. Much of what our wives do, it's so natural, it's so gracious, it's just there. And, and we think, you know, what in the world would it be like without it? Mothers truly are. The role of mother, the gift of mother, that is a gift from God. And every single one of us was given a mother. They're essential. And that's why in today, Mother's Day really is a holiday for everyone. For thanking God for the mother that He gave us. It is an occasion for giving gratitude, it is, a, it is an occasion for giving honor to whom honor is due, as Romans 13, I think 7 or 8 says, to give honor to whom honor is due, to render honor to whom honor is due. And that really is my heart today. My heart today is to honor moms, is to, to remind us of how essential the role of mother is. It's essential. And, and because of that, I want, us, I want to allow us to, to give honor to those whom honor is due, and that is moms. 
But I also want to connect what we see here today. I want to connect it to our series. And if you're visiting, we're in about a six-week series. We're looking at orphan care, and we're looking at how the churches respond to orphan care. We're reading a book together. If, if you didn't get that book, if you want that book, there's some sitting on the front row. Please take one. They're free. Read it as a family. Hopefully be challenged by it. But the role of motherhood is essential. If, if, our, if, if we're going to raise families, if we're going to raise boys and girls who grow up to be oaks of righteousness, if we're going to raise boys and girls that grow up to be strong and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, moms are essential in that. And what I want to remind us of today is, is even though much of what they do goes unnoticed, God has wired them that way, most of what they do goes unrecognized, yet it's essential. You know, when I think about moms, moms truly are one of God's most immeasurable means of grace towards us. I mean, I think about it in my life, if, if, in my own household, if, if my kids get hurt, if my kids really need something, they'll pass by me ten times to get to mom. They don't want nothing to do with me. If, they, if they're bleeding, my question is, how bad is it? it? But if they go to mom, it don't matter if it's little or nothing. She's going to make it feel like it's the world. My daughter, my daughter, she'll ask a question. If I try to answer, she's like, no, I ask mom. <laughs> like, what? I can answer that question. Mom. She wants Mom. It's essential, and yet, and yet in our world today, the role of motherhood has lost some of the essential character that comes with it. Either through the avoidance of the role. Statistics say that, that we, we're raising a generation that doesn't want to be moms. We're, we're raising a generation that would rather spend their lives on themselves. And to be sure, God has given the gift of singleness to some, but that's not the attitude. That's not the attitude that these stats hold up. That the role of mom is being, being marginalized through the neglect of the role. People not, not desiring by God's grace to live up to the calling. But it's also being marginalized by the demeaning of the role. We live in a culture that dads and moms are interchangeable. You don't need a mom and a dad. You can have two dads. You can have two moms. You can, you can do whatever you want to do. You can make a family, whatever you want to, whatever you make it. And that's not what God's Word says. Those are all evidences of sin and its effects in our lives. The marginalization of one of the two most foundational and key roles in a family. And we've marginalized it. Moms are essential by God's design. A, a passage very familiar with us, but James 1, I mean, Genesis 1.27, God created man in His own image, and in the image of God He created him. Male and female, He created them. How would that happen? Why did that happen? I mean, are we up to our own ingenuity? Are we up to our own devices to make this happen? We're not, because Genesis, Genesis 2.24 explains, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Fathers, mothers, for procreation, for enjoyment, 
for God's design, God's glory, for raising boys and girls up in the admonition and fear of the Lord. The reality is the world that we live in, mothering is, is not for the faint of heart, but it is essential. And we cannot forget this, especially as believers. We have a vivid picture of the essentialness of mothering and the role that it plays in the life of a home in Proverb 31. Let me, let me read Proverb 31, verses 10 through 31, and remind us of the role of a mother. And again, do not read these words and think about what you're not doing. Read these words and think about what you are doing. We'll see in a moment. It won't, your role of mother, it will not look exactly the way it looked in Proverbs 31, but, but it'll look similar. An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. Guys, a proverb, I believe it's 1822, says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. That, that's the beauty of a team. That's the beauty of two people. It's the beauty of Ecclesiastes. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. A man, a wife, and their God. Of just trusting the other partner to, to do their role, to, to, to do their God-given role. No lack of gain. There, there's, so many, there's so many things in, in the life of our family that our wives do that, honestly, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I just, Karen, for, she's so good at it, I don't even think about it. I don't wonder about it. It doesn't even show up on the radar because she's got it. I trust her. And that's you, wife. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Again, you found a good thing. She is to be for you. She is to be your, you're a helper. We, we need helpers. That's our wives. That's our moms. Verse 13, she looks for wool and flax and her works with her hands in delight. She's like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. I mean... Verses 13 and 14, I mean, I think about, I, personally, I couldn't tell you the last time I went back to school shopping, yet our kids have clothes. Or I, I don't know how they show up in there. I mean, I know how they do. It wasn't because of me. Food in the pantry, clothes, and, and looking for, de I mean, uh, this is our wives today. This is the role of, and, and much of this goes unnoticed. She rises also while it is still night, gives food to her household and the portions to her handmaids. I think about school lunches. I think about the little notes that are in my kids' lunch boxes when they go to school. I think about all the stuff that goes on while I, that as we as husbands have no clue what's going on, and yet our wives are at work to make it happen. That our families would be successful, that they would function. She considers, verse 16, a field and buys it. Her earnings, she plants a vineyard, again, providing for the family in her own ways. She's working. This, moms are workers. Moms are workers. 
Whether it's inside the home, whether it's outside the home, they're workers. She girds herself with strength, makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Verse 18b, her lamp does not go out at night. I, I sleep far more than my wife. Just being honest. I think that'd be the case in a lot of our homes. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. She, she's looking for ways to provide. She extends her hand to the poor. She stretches to her hands out to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Moms have to be weathermen. They got to know whether it's raining. They got to know what the temperature is going to be. They got to know all those things. Why? To, to, to properly. Guys, we do that too. But again, our wives oftentimes lead the charge. She, she makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Listen to verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. We're the beneficiary of the essential nature of our wives. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Verse 30 here is so counterintuitive, so counterculture today. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Guys, do we notice our wives' character, or do we notice her outside? Young men here, what are you chasing after? Is it her godliness, or is it her looks? Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her at the gates. The, the, as you read that, here, here's what I want us to hear. Mom, your role is irreplaceable. It's essential. And God ordained it that way. Father, mother, they're both essential. They depend on each other. We see this clear. I mean, if, if you picked apart this passage, you would see pictures and reminders of yourself. M many of you would be too humble to acknowledge that. Most people, if you're like me, when you read these types of passages, you're thinking about what you don't do instead of what you do do. You, you, I, you see, if you're like me, you see pictures of your own mother here in this passage. You see pictures of your wife. I see pictures of my mom's mom in this passage. The reason why I read that is really to remind our husbands, because we have a tendency to forget that so much of what we see here from mothers, so much of it goes on behind the scenes. So much of it goes unnoticed. So much of it goes on while we're doing other things, and, and yet it is a totally, totally essential. And, and I think that's what makes motherhood so beautiful, and yet so difficult. 
oftentimes unnoticed, seemingly unrewarded hard work. And yet work that is absolutely essential. Moms are essential. Why? For the, for primarily for the instruction of chilling, children. For, for filling the world with accurate representations of God. For, for pursuing disciples of Christ. In, in, in 2, Timothy 3, or 2 Timothy, we see clearly that Eunice and uh, his mother and his grandmother were the ones that taught Timothy. His mom and his grandmother. It's about raising up men and women. It's about raising up little boys. It's about raising up an army for the glory of God. You, you see here, godliness, godly children is really the goal of mothering. Charm is beauty and charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The reality is the fear of the Lord is the fountain from which everything that a mom does ought to flow, where it originates. It's a God-centeredness. And those actions are directly flow first into her children. They see that. You saw that in your mom. You remember that in your mom. Much of what being taught here, what is being taught here is, is taught through modeling. It's through boys and girls watching. If, if, if you turned over to, to Proverbs Chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Listen to what it says here. Uh, talking about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen to what it says. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. Teacher. Mom, you're a teacher. The goal of mothering is to help our children learn to bring everything back to God. It's a God-centeredness. Everything done out of a fear of the Lord, a reverence, a gratitude, an awe of, your own, of, the, of God's grace in your own life. Of wanting to see that in the lives of our children. Fear of the Lord. Beginning of Proverbs, at the end of Proverbs. That's true wisdom. It's a, it's a God-centeredness. If we were to look at Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9, listen to what it says. Keep deception and lies far from me. Listen to what it says. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, that I not be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of God. Much of what we see in Proverbs 31 is, a, is, a, is the role of a mom who's doing that, that their kids will be content, that their kids will be provided for. And that's mom-centered. It's God-centered, but it's flowing through mom. Everything that we do is for God's name and God's glory, even mothering. And that is by design. And mom, you are essential to this pursuit. You're, you're a teacher. You're a trainer. Teaching our children how to live in such a way that they would glorify the Lord in everything they do. And, and again, in Proverbs 31, it shows how it looked then. And it may look differently in your life, but hear me and be encouraged. You and your role are essential. I read a letter 
a mom wrote to Ann Landers, and it really, it, it may be Proverb 31 for today. It may be how it would look today. And, and this lady was lamenting the fact that, you know, uh, much of what she does goes unnoticed, and, and she wanted to say what her job... Listen, listen to what this lady's letter, uh, just an excerpt from it said, and see if you can relate. A job description, if you will, for moms today. She says, I'm a wife, a mother, a friend, a confidant, I'm a personal advisor, a lover, a referee, a peacemaker, a housekeeper, a laundress, a chauffeur, interior decorator, gardener, painter, wallpaper, dog groomer, veterinarian, manicurist, barber, seamstress, appointment manager, financial planner, bookkeeper, money manager, personal secretary, teacher, disciplinarian, entertainer, psychoanalyst, nurse, diagnostician, a, a public relations expert, a dietitian and nutritionist, a baker, a chef, a fashion coordinator, and letter writer for both sides of the family. You could probably add that, homework, doer, all kinds of stuff. She says, I'm a travel agent, a speech therapist, a plumber, an automobile maintenance and repair expert. She goes on to say, from the studies that I've done, it would cost more than $75,000 a year to replace me. But that, that's the role of a mom. Much of that goes unnoticed. Much of that is just assumed that it's going to happen. And we live in a culture that, that demeans that. We live in a culture that equates, that equates value and worth to, a, to zeros and a check and, and, and fame and fortune and all these things, and yet that which goes unnoticed is actually what the Word of God praises. God opposes the proud and He gives grace to the humble. Moms are just that. Moms are the, the humble workers in our home. They're, they're essential. The, the goal, again, to raise boys and girls to be mature men and mature women of God. Even in a couple of other Proverbs that speak to the, to the role of teaching. Proverb 23 22, listen to your father who beget you and do not despise your mother when she is old. Again, speaks to Mother's Day. She's value. She's essential. Proverb 23, 25, let your father and your mother be glad. Let her rejoice who gave birth to you. Both of these point to honor, to the essential role of moms. Our role as moms our role, both as father and mother, but specifically, you know, moms today, you are in an essential aspect of making disciples of Christ. And in God's great mercy, in His great grace, in His goodness, He has given you this role and the necessity and the value. He, he's really boiled discipleship down to the smallest letter to, in our homes. Our, our homes are meant to be discipleship factories and mom. Clearly, you're essential to this. You're essential. Your, your children have been given to you in order to make disciples of Christ. And when they will rise up, they will heap praise on you. Psalm 127, 3-5. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the loom is like a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies at the gate. That's almost exactly what you see in Proverb 31. 
And, and I want to, because of that, and those about heaping praise on, on moms and, and our own moms, he says in verse 28, Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. We, we have a custom here at Odessa, and on Mother's Day and Father's Day, we take a moment and allow you to give honor to whom honor is due. And, and I want to take a moment and, and a practical application of Proverbs 31, 28. Whether you're a husband, whether you're a wife, we, we have moms in here. And I want to give you an opportunity to, to rise up and bless your moms right now. Somebody can start it. I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and everybody sharing that. I want to connect the dots, if you will, and, and to the series that we're in. And um, I, I was reminded of that this week. Again, Mother's Day is, is about showing honor. It's about giving and receiving. And one of the ways that we can do that very clearly as a church is through adoption and fostering and uh, the privilege of the reality is this there's a there's a lot of kids just in Hillsborough County this morning that did not have somebody to call mom and that's just a reality I'm not saying that hear my heart I'm not saying that to guilt I'm simply saying that's a reality and, and I was reminded of God just uh, gives you these nuggets as a pastor to breathe wind into your sails. Because a lot of times, you know, you don't, you know, I'm not saying this, for, you just, you don't get the calls to say, attaboy, you get the calls to other, the other phone calls. And uh, I, I want to publicly, and to connect the dots, I want to I wanna say thank you to the Hudson. And part of that was conviction on me, but um, there were four kids last Sunday that needed a place to go. And uh, Karen and I got that email, and I can honestly tell you that my first unfortunate reaction was, well, can we take the boys and somebody and find another family to take the girls? I mean, going from two to six kids, that was a little overwhelming to me. And then we got an email that said, and, and that's just stuff that God's got to do to me in my own life. And then I got it, I was talking to Chad, and he didn't tell me this, but I connected the dots that they took all four of those kids. And they went from six to ten. And I just, as the pastor of this church, I just want to say thank you. Because that, that's a big deal. And, uh, and not to, I think Chad would agree with this. I, I, Chad is a phenomenal husband, but I, I bet most of that weight falls on you, Stacy. And, and you do it selflessly, you do it tirelessly. But, but I also want to say, Thank you to this church. Because within a matter of moments, we sent out a list asking for meals, and very, very quickly that thing was filled up for the next two weeks. You can imagine feeding and taking care of 10 
And, and it really was a picture to me that maybe in all of our lives we're starting to see how this is a bigger ministry than just one person. That when one of us brings a child in as a body of Christ, we all bring a child in. And, and those boys and girls are with their parents this morning at church and they'll come back to you, but, but it's bigger than just one. And, and I was praying to the Lord, I pray that in those four children's lives that God will cement in their hearts that they'll use this to show the importance of a church. They'll, that they'll see time and time again people that they don't know showing up at their house bringing them a meal. Why? Because we love them. By faith. And this really is a, a, a full body of Christ endeavor that we would begin to see it as a church endeavor. And the reality is this, whether it's, whether it's being a, a mom of the children God gave you by birth or being the mom of the children that God gave you through adoption or fostering, the reality is, is there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be lots of reasons not, that, that tell you you're not good enough, you can't do it. I think if all of us were honest, when we had our first kid, we were all sitting there. I know I was. I was sitting there thinking, I am responsible for another human being's life. I have no idea. And yet we did it. And by God's grace, they're alive <laughs> for 12 years and 8 years. But, but there are obstacles. And we did it by faith. And, and listen, being a mom is tough. R raising, our, raising the children that God gave us naturally... It's tough, but yet being responsible for other people's children, that's a whole different tough. And I want to, I want to just say thank you, but I also want to challenge us. I, I don't think anybody in here really felt like they were fully equipped, that they had all the answers, that they were ready to be mom. And, and honestly, I'm not sure if we ever get to that point. And yet we did it. And God provided there were risks, there were challenges, there were obstacles to be overcome. And 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, The comfort others with the comfort you've been comforted with. So I, I want to kind of bring this thing full circle today on Mother's Day. And I've asked uh, a few individuals in here who have taken that leap of faith and have adopted or fostered. And I've asked them just quickly, I realize what time it is, I've asked them quickly, to give an example of how God overcame an obstacle. Again, 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, Comfort others with the comfort you've been comforted with. There's obstacles for all of us. There's excuses that are very, very good and valid for all of us not to do what God has called us to do. We can, we can justify anything. And yet I want to challenge us this morning to think beyond ourselves and to, to really look at Mother's Day in even a bigger picture of the gift Mother's Day can be about receiving, but I want us to think about this, about the gift of giving the gift to another child to call somebody mom. To, to wake up this morning and have somebody to run to, to say mom. And I, I, I've asked a few individuals, I'm going to ask Katie Finkley if you'll come up first. They're going to be quick. And then after Katie, Jeff, Madeline, if you guys will come up after Katie, John Cordova, where's John Cordova? John, you come up after the Knights. TJ after John, and then Tim after him, okay? 
thank you guys for your vulnerability and for your faith and uh service went a little long and and uh that happens sometimes as is the occasion here so forgive me but um um i do want to say to mothers your role is essential and and again there is an aspect of mother's day about receiving honor but there is also i think there's another aspect that we sometimes miss and it's about giving honor and even giving that privilege and uh and i will say uh wherever you are today god's grace is sufficient wherever you are as a mom god's grace is sufficient and your role is essential and so i do want to say thank you